Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah, Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Tzadi Zayin Eruvin. We will be beginning from Amar Rabbi El Azar on Daf Tzadi Vav Amurbet towards the bottom of the page. Says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi El Azar Hamotzi Techelet Pashuk. If you find Techelet in the Shuk, in the Shuk, Techelet, of course, is the blue wool that is used for Tzitzit in the olden days. So lishonot, if you find it in strips, pisulot, it's pasul. Chutin, if you found in threads, then kishinin the kosher. the The reason why the lishonot are no good because we're worried that maybe when you dyed them, they're supposed to be dyed purple lishma for the sake of the mitzvah. Perhaps the guy had in mind that he wanted to make himself a nice coat, and therefore they're pasul. Maybe they were also meant, these strings were also meant for do, using a cloak, and therefore they should be asur for sisit. We're talking about the twisted ones, being that they're twisted. Normally when you weave things, you don't twist them. Therefore we assume that the threads were made for sisit. When you are making a strip, you wo- you weave the, the thread, you don't twist the thread. Maybe you want to use them to decorate the cloak. Maybe you wanted to make some some sort of uh, toga or something with these strings on the bottom. Who told you that they're made for sasit? We're talking about Talking when they cut into pieces like the Sisit size, which would be a wrong size to make yourself a toga. People don't bother to reattach them and make them onto the onto a toga. And therefore, if you find those, you know that they're probably for Sasit. And therefore they are usable for Sasit without any problem. Would a person bother to make a kamiya according to, to, which it looks like a tefillin? We learned in the Mishnah. There was a rabbi who said in the Mishnah that if you find new ones which have not been used yet, new tefillin, the halacha is that you're not allowed to be to rescue them because they might just ha- might not have inside full tefillin, which would make them holy and eligible for rescue. They might have inside just a kamiya, which will protect you from illness, which you're not allowed to re- rescue. But why would a, bo- a person bother to make a whole tefillin to put a kamiya in? The tefillin part of it is not the main thing. The main thing is the kamiya. Why would a person bother to make a whole tefillin? Yet still, we're worried that if it's new, if it's new, it might be a kamiya, even though a person wouldn't bother. So why aren't we similarly worried that even though the strings are shaped like the seat, and a person wouldn't bother to do it, to, to do that, if you just need it for your toga, still we should be worried that maybe it was still made for a token. The guy bothered anyway, just like we're worried by the Tiflin that even though it wasn't practical, the guy bothered, bothered to do it anyway. Amar of the Ava Bray, so of told Ava his son, Puk Tani Lahu. Go tell the rabbis outside this thing.
המוציא תחד פשוק לשונות פסולות, חוטים מפסיקים בקשנים לפתי ברוקן פיסס ולקשר, לפי שאין אדם טועח, because the person wouldn't bother to do it. אמר אבא, רבא says, פשוט נתני אבא ברי דרב זיירה, כיפי טללה, is he hanging his rings on it? ואתנן, באמת, אם יש ישנות, אבא חדשות פטור, ואי דו אומרת המשנה. Who cares that you're saying it again in the statement? Ela Amar Rava Rava says the following: Toreach v'lo Torech Tanaihi. This machlokin of whether a person will bother to do something, either tefillin to make tefillin when it's unnecessary, or to make tchelit that is shizurin small when it's unnecessary, is machlokin tanaim whether you have to worry about such a thing. The tanaim because we learned in a brayta. Hamoset tefillin if you find tefillin, machnisan zug zug you can bring bring them in pair by pair, wear the wear, wear the pair in, drop it off and go back and get a new pair and wear it in. Whether it was a male or female who found it. These are the words of the mayor. But he allows the old ones. We see. We see that Rabbi Yehuda, who's saying it's Asur, means that a person would not. It's Asur because a person might actually bother to make a whole tefillin for a kamiya. And uh, Rameir, who's allowing it, is saying that lo talach inish. Beautiful. Says the Gemara. V'hashte detani abu'a d'shmuel barav Yitzchak. Elu hen yishinot kol sh'yesh b'hem retzuot m'kusharot. Now that Avuad Shmuel says that when we say Yishenot, we weren't referring to that they were used already. We're referring to any Tefillin that already has the Tzuot. And the word Chadashot are Tefillin that do not have... Chadashot means that they have the Tzuot but they're not already tied. And therefore, it must be that the reason why you can't use the chadashot is not because we're worried that there might be a kamiya in them. Rather, we know that nobody would put a kamiya in a tefillin box because it's too much of a hassle for a kamiya. For a kamiya, you don't need a tefillin box. Rather, everyone agrees to that. But the question over here is about tying. And therefore, if you found it that they already have a knot in the back and they're wearable, then you wear them. And if you found them without a knot in the back, just the strings without the knots, since you don't have the knots, it's impossible to put them on. And therefore, that's why the chadashot, the new ones without the knots, you can't wear. But it has nothing to do with whether there's a kamiya in there. Everyone knows that you won't put a kamiya in the tefillin. So says the Gemara, if that's so, why don't you just make a bow? If you make a bow, it should be okay. We see from here a law that a person is not allowed to make a bow as a knot for your tefillin. You have to make an actual knot, not a bow. Abai will answer, no, Rabbi Yehuda, who's saying it's Asu in the Chalashot, he fits according to his reasoning. There's a machloket when it comes to tying knots on Shabbat, 
whether you're allowed to tie a knot, whether you're allowed to tie a bow. Rabbi Yehudu says you're not allowed to tie a bow, says you can't use the chadashot because you can't tie a bow. And, and Rabbi Meir, who is allowing the chadashot, is because he's allowing tying a bow. Says the Gemara, the reason why is because a bow is a good knot. But if a bow was not a good knot, then he would let you make a bow. The rule, the way you make a knot of tefillin is actually says, and you have to have the beautiful part on the outside. So then how is it possible? How is it possible to make a um, a bow when it has to be a specific type of knot? So more answers, no. There's a way to make a bow, and the bow will make it in a pretty way like a knot, and you'll fit the guidelines. And that's what we were talking about. Says the Gemara. If you take tefillin, a lot of tefillin from some guy who's not an expert, and you want to sell them, you could check two parshiot of tefillin of, of yad, and one of the rosh, and when you check all those, and you, they all come out good, then you could sell them. So these are like laws for a middleman. So if you're a tefillin middleman, you don't have to check that many. You check two yards and one rosh, or two roshes and one yard. And then, being that you check three, and all three come out okay, you're allowed to sell the other ones without checking them, with the assumption that if he did three of them that are good, the other ones are going to be good as well. Says the Gemara Shach. Make, make up your mind. If he bought all the tefillin from one guy, let him check three yads or three rushes, then you're fine. But if you bought it from many, two or three people, then you should have to check each one of them. So why does, how does it help to check two plus one? Says, really, he bought it from one guy. We need to make sure that the guy's an expert in both Shalyan and Shalosh. Somebody could be, in theory, an expert with one and not the other, and therefore we need it's not enough to check three Shalyans or three Shaloshes. There has to be a mixture. Any, is that true? It says you have to check three Shalyan and Shalosh. My love. It sounds like you have to check either three Yads or three Roshes. And the, if you, it sounds like from here. That Rabbi Shmuel is claiming from a Brita that all you have to check is three of one, and then you and then you're assured that your source is an expert. Law says You need to check three of each, and therefore it's not a proof. Says the Gemara. Oh yeah, v'hatani Reb Kahana between bodek shtaim shel yad v'shel rosh. It says, you have to check two yards and two roshes. Now, Rosh, Rav had said you need to check three, and here it sounds like it's two. There's a machlok at how many times 
you need to do something in order to have a chazaka. This bracha that you're referring to, it must have been written by Rebbe. Rebbe is of the opinion that two are enough, and therefore two, if two are chazaka, then two should be enough, enough times to check the tefillin. If it was Rebbe, how are you going to explain the Sefer? The Sefer says, V'chen b'tzevet ha-sheni, v'chen b'tzevet ha-shishi. In every box, you have to check two of them. V'i Rebbe, shlishi mi'itle. Why do you have to check the third one? If he holds as a chazaka too, so then the first two boxes are enough. Why do you have to check the third one? Says Gemara, Modei Rebbe b'tzivatim, dimitreit lata gavrin zavin. Rebbe is modei that you have to check the boxes. Why? Because each one is separate. Because even though the first ones are kosher, Since they're coming from boxes, people buy them from different people, and therefore they all need to be checked. So says the Gemara, Why do we say only Shni Shlishi, which sounds like you made some kind of Chazaka? You should have to check the fourth one too. Or the fifth one. Nami. You're right, you have to check the fourth and the fifth also. Since they're from different people, you have to check one, two, three, and four and five. So why do you say three? That's coming to go against Chizkia. Because Chizkia is the one. Mechazakem, sorry. From the, well, that's coming to exclude it from the Chazakah of Rebbe, which means once he told you three, so you know we're not going with Rebbe, and therefore there's no Chazakah, and therefore you have to check as many times as possible. And really, we're referring to the fourth or fifth time as well. Now, the Mishnah had said, Mitzanat Sivatim, O Krichot. Then you have to wait and bring them in. What does these means? They're both the same thing. It means that they're tied up together, a lot of them. Sivatim means they're tied up each in a pair. And the only difference is how they're tied up. Either they're tied up each one pair, Shalyan and Shalrosh together, or they're all tied up five Shalyans and five Shalroshes. So we said if you find that, you can wait for them and you bring them home, which means you wait till Shabbat's over and you bring them all home together. So why do we tell you in this case when you find them all tied together, you should wait till the nighttime? Why don't you bring them in uh, pair by pair? Wear a pair and bring it in. I'll explain the case. You're right. It depends how many pairs there are. If there's a amount of pairs that you can bring them in one by one, and you'll finish before Shkia, then you bring them in pair by pair. And if you can't finish the whole pile, then you wait with them and you bring them all in together, because since you're not going to get them all done, it's an embarrassment for the Tevlin to get some done and not the other ones. The Mishnah said, what if it's a Sakana? Then, all you have to do is cover them and you can leave. Says the Gemara, 
didn't we learn we say in a bright that if it's sakana you could carry it four amot stop and then carry another less than four amot and stop so it's, you're carrying it three amot three amot three amot three amot and stopping every time and that would be fine so why we were saying you wait until night time wanting to just do, do the other shtick of carrying it slow carrying in small distances every time and stopping without akira and a less than four four amot amarav lokasha ha besakanat queen one is talking about when you cover it is when you're scared of the goyim. This way, because if they catch you, it's a problem. Talking about when you have anti-Semites around. One is when the problem of robbers. If you have a problem of robbers, then you can't wait there all night because that's dangerous too. And therefore, then you're allowed to carry it less than four more. But if you, if it's a problem of goyim that you're not allowed to wear tefillin, then we're telling you to wait there. Because waiting there is not a problem because you're waiting for the thing, but you're not wearing them. Okay. Says the Gemara. Amale Abayas. So Abayas says the following. Explain the Mishnah as talking about a danger of Kohim, and that's why you're covering it. Ema Sefer, if you Shimon Omer, Notin Lechavro, Chavro, Chavro, Koshiken, Da'av Shimnotel. If we're talking about a case, where the problem is green, then if you're gonna why would the Mishnah say another trick where one man will send it to his friend and this guy will give it to his friend and each guy will carry a very little amount that shouldn't work because that's gonna be more conspicuous more people are gonna notice it why would the Mishnah say that if we're worried talking about Sakanat Goyim and not Sakanat this team my answer is the following you're right there's something missing in the Mishnah and this is what's mentioning. This is only true when you're worried about the Sakana of Goim. But the Sakana is because of robbers. Then you move them for less than four amot. You give it to your friend. What is the argument? More one whole more savar pachot me arba amot adif. One one says it's better to do it less than four more yourself. The amr not in the chaver of chaver chalok because if you give it to your friend, your friend to his friend. After milta shabbat, it's causing a widespread, obvious lack of kavod for shabbat because you're getting more people involved, and therefore it's better to do it yourself less than four more according to the first tana. Or more and rishimon savar not in the chaver adif. It's better to give it to your friends. You know why? If we tell you that you should carry it less than four amot, you might not pay attention about the distances, and you might end up carrying it actually four amot, which is a right there. Therefore, it's better to hand to your friend where there's less of a problem with that. The Mishnah says, also, also if a guy has a son in the field, and you have a baby, and you have to get it out of the field, you could do it the same way. By giving it to your friend. Asking about Why is the guy's son there? What's he, what's he doing in the field? He's claiming that the case here is that the baby was actually born on Shabbat in the field, and therefore you have to bring him back to the city, and therefore the way to do it is by passing him from person to person. Umai, 
What's the chidush? What's the chidush? Even if it's a hundred people, even though it's not necessarily the healthiest thing for the baby to have so many people passing him, it's still best to do it this way and to carry it all yourself where you're doing it a deoraita. Okay, says the Gemara further. You can give a barrel to your friend and his friend to his friend, and that's how you can bring it even out of the tomb. Says let the Ruda doesn't hold the Ruda. How the Tanan, the Ruda doesn't hold the following Mishnah. We know that a person's animals and the person's utensils are like his property. And therefore, they can't be moved. So why are you allowed to move the chavit around? Chavit should have a problem of 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 tchum shabbat, just like you do. How are you allowed to carry it wherever you want? Since you poured the wine from one barrel to the next, and then you pass it, so everyone has their barrels, but we're not passing the barrel. Yes. You do, you were correct in what you said that a person's utensils have to stay in his tuchum. But my utensil is I'm going to pour it from my barrel to your barrel. You'll pour it from your barrel to the next barrel. This way the utensils staying the same. Only the wine is moving, but not the utensils. This is going like Rebuda, who says that the water is nothing, and therefore, since water is nothing. It's not a problem. You let him move it around. This is not. Read that part. Every mind. Read that says patur. If you take my map, water is just H two O and it's nothing. This case was a case where the water had to go out of the tehom, and since the water had to go out of the tehom, someone needed it, and the lady wanted to borrow water on Yom Tov to make some kind of dough. She made the dough, and now the halacha is that that dough is not restricted to the tuchum of where the water came from. Rather, it has its own tuchum from where the dough started from. Why? Shouldn't it, Let's say, for example, the lady with the water was 500 feet from the where the dough was made. So if you start from the water, you'll have 500 feet less in the tuchum. Yet, we still say yipatur, meaning there's no tuchum on this on the dough. We don't say that the dough tomb started from where the water is. Because water is like nothing. So too by us. Water is nothing and that's why you're allowed to pour it from one barrel to the next. What does it mean that you can't, it can't walk? That means that what's in one of them shouldn't go further than the place that the owner could go. When the Chachamim are arguing, they say that it shouldn't, meaning that they're telling you that the water shouldn't go as far further than the owner could go.
That's not because Mayim Yeshna Mamash, that's because once you lost it, you made it into a new thing. Rebuda only said his rule, Mayim Mamash, that's when it's included in the dough. Do we ever see that when water is alone in a barrel, that we can say it's Embo Mamash, and therefore you let it pour it from barrel to barrel? Hashta mi shamale. Hashta bekedera amar bihuda lo batli be'enayu batli. If even in a pot, Rebuda says not batel, and doesn't agree that it's batel, be'enayu would he agree that if it's Extent and it's right there. That's batel. It's actually a whole barrel of water. The Tanya. said that water and salt are batel in the in the bread. But they're not batel batel in a pot. Because we need over there for its sauce. The water is serving a purpose to make a sauce. So certainly, if it's serving a purpose to make a sauce, it was also serving a purpose in the barrel too. So what? How would you be allowed to pour it? Ela Marava Alvarez says a new answer. What does he say? Bechavi chikanta shvita umayim shalot kanu shvita askinan. Talking about a barrel, which already was kone shvita. It it has its tchum umayim shalot kanu shvita askinan. The water was not kone shvita, and therefore that's how you're allowed to pour it. Even though you're not allowed to carry the barrel out of the tchum, since the water is okay, that's why you can allowed to move it. Because the water is If you carry out a live person on a bed, even for the bed, because the bed is tafel to the guy. Also, if you carry out less than a shur, because the Because the mind, because the keli is tafel to it. Matter Rebusif. Rebusif asked the question from a writer. If you are if you're at a, on, in a caravan which stops in a place without water, everyone can pass their jug of water from to his friend, and his friend can pass it to his friend. Sounds like Sounds like the rabbi is only allowed special leniency for a caravan that could be very often placed without water. But without a caravan, sounds like a sewer. And our Mishnah is saying that the bright is saying that you could always uh, pour it from one to the next. The Mishnah is also talking about only on a shayara on a caravan. If you're on a caravan, you're allowed to move any barrel, even if it was it has a shivita, because the rabbi didn't make the isur tchum in such a situation. He's holding tchum is the rabbanan, and the rabbi didn't make the isur tchum in such a case. So, Shalobak Shaila, if you're not in the barrel, we're talking about a barrel that had a Shvita, and the water that wasn't there, therefore you're allowed to move both of them. Here, we're talking about a barrel, he has a new singular answer, where the barrel has no Shvita because it's Hefker. And the water is Hefker, and therefore you're allowed to move the way you want.
Man Amulo, who told him this? says that Hefker has its own Shavita where it's supposed to be and it can't be moved, even though no one's on it. Therefore, whoever gets it has to stick with the Hefker things. What does it mean that this guy can't walk any further than the owner? There is no owner, it was Hefker. It shouldn't go any further than a keli that has an owner. And therefore, you can't walk as long as you want. Baruch Adnai Lulam Amen. Amen. We'll stop. Is that the shame for the mission next time?